Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The following is an instant reaction YouTube exclusive content. To get more YouTube exclusive content, make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel at Don't Go Out There. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. What's up, guys? This is Dustin here from the Don't Go Out There Podcast, brought to you, of course, by the Big Three Roll-Up Network. I'm joined tonight by my great co-host, Brian, my favorite co-host, since the other two aren't here, I can say that. But uh, <laughs> Good choice. Uh, we want to bring you some YouTube-exclusive content here, and what we're going to be discussing tonight is... Fear Street Part 1, 1994. It was released this past Friday, July 2nd, on Netflix as part of a three-part series. Uh, it's not a miniseries. These are full-fledged movies. This first right. one was, what, an hour and fifty-four min- or an hour and 47 minutes long. So it's right. a full movie um, based on a series of books written by R.L. Stein, the same R.L. Stein that was a huge part of my childhood, same. the author of the Goosebumps books. And so, yeah, part one came out on Friday. So we want to we're the only two that have watched it so far. Nico is going to Mike's on vacation. He doesn't know what time zone he's in right now. Um, (laughs) So so the two of us watched it and we're going to just kind of give you our general thoughts. Well, we we might have some spoilers. We might not spoil too much. And we'll just let you know uh, what we thought about it. So, Brian, go ahead and get us started. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to try to not really get too much into spoiler territory. Um, I think that we'll. I, I think that it's pretty safe bet that we'll probably review these, you know, at, down the road whenever they come out, um, you know, and the other guys kind of get on board. But, you know, I just honestly, I thought it was just OK. Um, you know, I'm I'm 37 years old. I think I'll be I'll be 38 on Sunday. Um, I don't I just don't feel like that. I was maybe the target audience, uh, you know, like you brought up. You know, I loved Goosebumps when I was growing up. Um, I really didn't get too much into the Fear Street series when I was growing up. I was mostly a Goosebumps guy. Maybe that's just, you know, where it fell and fell in my age uh, bracket there. But, uh, you know, I mean, they were the Fear Street books um, were a little bit older than me. I think the Goosebumps were for for, you know, kind of where I was in the age of the Fear Street. And like this is I almost feel like it's targeted towards uh, preteens, you know, like young, young, early teens. And and that's why I feel like. um you know, it kind of just didn't hit me the same, you know, as I, you know, and, and I can definitely tell that I would have loved this back then when I was a preteen. I feel like that I would have really enjoyed it. Um, it just it just kind of was just OK to me. I, I can get on board with that. Now, here's where we kind of disagree, though. I think that we are the target audience for this. And the reason I say that 
I think there's two intended audiences that they wanted to draw in with this. I think there's people like you and I that grew up watching Goosebumps. And I know that it's a different book series, but I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking, man, there's something so familiar about this. And then it really hit me. Holy shit, this feels like I'm watching the old Goosebumps show that used to come on, I believe, Saturday mornings, or maybe it was Friday Night Snick. I don't remember. Or Saturday Night Snick, sorry. Yeah. Um, but it felt very familiar with a twist. Obviously, the the language is kicked up a notch. They, they wouldn't say as many F-bombs and uh, have so much suggestive content as they did in this back in the day on Nickelodeon or Fox. What I can't remember what. Goosebumps came on. It wasn't. I always get it. I want to say it came on the same channel as Are You Afraid of the Dark, but I think they were separate, right? Yeah, it was two different Nick, channels. It was Nick at Night, right? Wasn't it something? God, I can't. Old. You know, you know um, what? I, yeah, I should have. We should have. I didn't know we were going to get on the Goosebumps, but I guess we. You know, how do you not? You know, at this point yeah, with these things. So. Right, but I mean, so I think their target target audience though was those that grew up on the on that series and that never really progressed in their taste for movie and film and so like if if i was still in the he same headspace and i know a lot of people that are they're still the same person as far as what they enjoy watching you know that they love that nostalgia and that comfortability of hey i grew up on this so i still want to watch stuff that's like it those people are going to enjoy this and another target audience is the high schoolers or the uh the college kid that want something to put on that's gonna it's entertaining but it's also a decent story as well and so i i thought the target audience was good i mean i was not familiar with or i thought the target audience was kind of us now if you didn't grow up on goosebumps and you're our age now you're, you're you you might like it but probably not if you are you might not like it either because it's not that great uh it's not that great but I enjoyed it. Um, I wasn't familiar with Fear Street. I knew that it was R.L. Stein, but I didn't read the books either, like you. Right. And, and I went, I went into this completely blind. You told me about it first. You said, uh, you mentioned that it was out and you watched it, and that you had this kind of mixed bag of feelings on it. And then I was like, you know what? I, I need to watch that. I, I looked at it. All I did was pull up Netflix on my phone. And I looked at the poster, the the artwork for each three, and I said, mm -hmm. they've, always, they've obviously got some money in this. This is not just a generic-looking poster, so let me see what right. it's about. Top ten on Netflix right now for a reason. I, I, I enjoyed it. Don't think it's perfect, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, and it was something – you know, I, I was I don't know about you, but I was ridiculously disappointed when they came out with that joke of a ghost goosebumps movie. So yeah. this is what I hoped that that would always be. Now, when I say, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe our age bracket is and, and you're 100 percent right on that. I, I, I changed my mind. I completely agree with you on the uh, target audience thing. Um, maybe I just felt like with for me being that we dissect these movies, I guess, and, and watch these so much that. That I'm just, you know, I, I sat there and, and couldn't just enjoy it. And I just saw the flaws with it. And there, there are definitely a ton. But I also remember whenever I was 13, you know, a 13-year-old boy, you know, what's on your mind? So you want to watch a horror movie when you're 13. You don't want to go too overboard, but you want something with great gore and nudity. And like, you know, hey... Uh, something just a little bit risque, something that's going to show me blood and guts and just be fun to watch. And uh, I would have loved this movie whenever I was 13 or 14 years old. There's no doubt.
Absolutely. And the, the movie does have some charm mm-hmm. uh, from the standpoint of we grew up in the 90s. You know, you, you mentioned your age, your upcoming birthday. I'm 32. I'll be 33 in August. So we grew up in the 90s. Um, I was uh, I was six in 1994. But a lot of the stuff you see in this movie is like, man, it really takes you back. And even if you didn't grow up in that, just something as simple as the opening act when they're in a shopping mall. Looking back now, it's like, holy shit, people don't really do that anymore. Right. Like they do, but not not the way that they did that, you know, in this time. Um, I thought the cast was good. Yeah. I really I really enjoyed the uh, the acting from the cast. I think some of the writing was I think the writing was a little bit inconsistent. I think mm-hmm. they couldn't decide. Do we want to go full fledged tongue in cheek with some of the dialogue or right. do we want to make this a serious movie? Because when you take some of the dialogue and you pair it up with the some of the most beautiful deaths we've discussed in a long time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There is some incredible kills in this movie. Yes. And so it was very inconsistent when you when you talk about those. Like, the deaths and the dialogue together, it's just like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> um, but I, I thought the, the star of the movie was Josh, my man Benjamin Flores Jr. I thought that he was I, yeah. I love that kid. I thought he was great in this movie. Yeah. He he was charming. He was sincere. Uh and I like I said, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Well you talked about the deaths. I won't spoil it, but if you've seen it, you know there's especially one that will get you towards the end where you're just holy oh shit. Yeah. And so so I will definitely splurge on this movie and talk about how great the deaths are um maya hawk from uh, stranger things and and obviously uma thurman and dustin's boy ethan hawk's daughter um she's got a nice little cameo for the for the intro i kind of feel like that was almost a um uh you know nowadays maybe version of having drew barrymore in the first part of scream for a second just you know yes. there's a lot of homages to a lot of different movies um it definitely has some scream vibes of course but but it, it does keep the I keep I keep using it, but it's the only thing I could think of off the top of my head for it does have the Stranger Things type vibe to it. So it's not as adult as Scream, as funny as that sounds to say, but it's not as childish as as some of the stuff in Stranger Things either. So um, I, I thought it was a it was a good little blend if we're talking about some some good stuff there. Yeah, for sure. And you just broke some news to me. I did not realize until just I was today years old, as the kids say, when I realized that Maya Hawk is the great Ethan Hawk's daughter. Oh, I don't know yeah. why I never put that together. So her, yeah, okay, and, Uma, this, and this, her, Uma Thurman, she looks just like her. Yeah, that that's true. So I can see that. But this movie just went up a few points in my book because it's got <laughs> the the seed of the greatest actor of our generation. But uh, <laughs> no, you're 100 percent right about the opening act. It definitely has some scream vibes, which I think is perfect. Like you think about the 90s and you think about mm-hmm. slashers, right? Scream, right? Uh, right. Kind of reset the genre. And when you're now so many years removed from screen and you're wanting to pay tribute that opening scene was perfect you had a killer in a mask you had a death by literally slash uh you know the the killer was taking a knife and slashing at the gut not stabbing at first just slashing and i thought that was like okay that's funny because they're called slashers but we don't get a lot of cut deaths we get stab deaths and other things so it, it was funny that the first action we saw with the knife was an actual slash um yeah, I, I thought that they pulled off a lot of things that can be tricky as far as uh, tips of the cap and, and paying, paying homage to right. films that walk before it. 
Right. And, you know, there are a ton of nitpicks I won't get into now. A lot of dialogue issues, a lot of stuff that just kind of doesn't make sense in some parts of it. Um, yeah. But I will I will definitely say the opening is great to me and the ending is great to me. I thought the ending was very good, um, especially the ending ending. So I won't spoil that. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. Um, you know, it was a, definitely enough to keep me intrigued uh, enough to see the other two parts. Um, you know, it's almost like I said, something and, and I don't know, it was the it was the atmosphere it said or something. It made me feel like that this was a movie that I would watch in some big marathon in, in Halloween when I was just like throwing in some mm-hmm. like in October, throwing in some Halloween stuff. Um, I think that this was a really good almost trick or treat ish type um, movie. If that, you know, that's the first thing that popped in my head was trick or treat. So. Um, well, what, so what do you think that I brought up the, uh, the two sequels that are coming down the, down the line for the trilogy? What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So the, the trilogy is of course, they're going to release these in three consecutive weeks, which I think is nice. We don't have to wait. Right. Uh, part two is being released this Friday, July 9th. Part three is being released July 16th. Part two takes place. It's called 1978. Part three is called 1666. So we're going backwards in time. Uh, not that far, relatively speaking, between part one and part two, but then a hell of a long jump back to part three. But I went into part one saying, I don't know, we'll see how this one goes and then we'll decide if we're going to watch them. But I think part one, like you said, it's not perfect. There's some serious issues as far as some of the movie would drag, it, you know, 147 minutes really felt like 147 or an hour, and 47 right. minutes rather Agreed. at times. Um, Part of this, the storyline was told in an odd order to me. Like yeah. there was a lot of jumping around that I felt like could have been the story could have been told a lot smoother. But part one did a good enough job that not only am I going to see part two, but I'm already committed to part three. Okay. A lot of times I'm like, well, part one was okay. Let's see how part two is before I decide on three. Right. No, I'm gonna I'm just going to see it through. Like I enjoyed it that much because, like I said, it really felt like I'm watching those old. R.L. Stein Goosebumps shows. Right. And it really has that feel that I appreciate from my childhood. I, I can respect it as well as the uh, vamped up dialogue to suit my mature. You know, it's funny we say mature, but if you <laughs> but talk about people that cuss all the time, it's <laughs> yeah. pretty much, imma- you know, immature depending on who you ask. But it right. does enough to where I'm in for the other two. What are you saying? I mean, I'm definitely in for the other two just because I kind of want to see where it goes. I almost can say without a doubt and there obviously there is some doubt, but I can I'm pretty sure that this is going to be my favorite one based on all right the time period. Um, yeah. This is this is everything that I want to see in this one. Plus, this is going to run into the problem that I'm worried about is that you've kind of you're going backwards, so you know where the story's ending up. Um, so it's almost like you're going back and doing two prequels to what you just saw. Um, they gave you a lot of information in this one about that you're probably going to see in the other two. Um, so I don't feel like there's going to be a ton of surprises because you, you know how it's going to, how they're going to end up. And you didn't know how this was going to end up. Now yeah. they're going to throw me some kind of weird, crazy time loop or whatever. Hey, I'm all for it. Uh, you know, mix it up. I hope, I hope I'm not right because I'm going to be a little bit disappointed uh, yeah. if I am. Um, the way that this ended, I'm a little bit surprised that there's not a follow up to this somehow we're going backwards. So you know, I don't maybe that's something down the road. I don't know. But um, they definitely didn't leave it or they definitely didn't close out a trilogy if that's what they were trying to do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And part of me wonders if 
the the way the ending was on this first one. And by the way, there is a false ending that I did not really appreciate that. I wish they'd just, (laughs) you know, don't tease me like that, but whatever. Uh, Part of me thinks, though, with the ending on this, that what they might do is majority of the second one take place in 78. And then the ending kind of bring us up, you know, kind of tell more of the backstory. Because I don't think that they would have shot their load so heavily in the first one um, just to put out lackluster efforts in two and three when they're releasing and releasing, you know, all three are made. Right. Because a lot of times with that, they'll say, hey, let's make this first movie and let's make it really good. And then it does well. And then then they decide, hey, let's do a sequel. That did really well. No, they've already committed to three. So part of me thinks that they've they've got this planned out and they've they've got the they've got it to where we just need to sit back and trust them a little bit because anytime that three are made and in the can ready to fire off in succession, surely to God they've got it figured out a little bit more than than you know we when what we're led to believe. Uh, I yeah, and I hundred percent hope you're right. That's what I I mean. I, I really do hope you're right. Um, I want I want to see some more nineties. I want to see some eighties, and I'm kind of you know. I'm 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 not really pumped about going back to the especially the 1600s in the witch area, but you know uh, it'll be interesting. No. We'll see. Bring me those women dressed like Quakers. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I uh, I think that's all that's all I've got on on this. Uh, yeah. Tonight, yeah, I, I was going to ask if you had any final thoughts. Uh, I mean, we you heard it here from the two more logical people that host this show. <laughs> Don't tell Mike or Nico we said that. But, uh, you know, we both recommend watching it. We're not going to say we're not saying you're going to love it, but we enjoyed it enough to recommend it. So let us know what you think. Uh, follow us on all our social medias. We've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, got a TikTok. Let us know what you think. Interact with us. We love that. Go to our website. Don't go out there dot com. Check out all our previous episodes, our YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, tune in. We're uh, looking forward to discussing the other two. Have a good one. Thank you. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.